Good afternoon, Cheyenne. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for thanks for being on. It's really exciting to uh, to get to talk to you. I think we were just catching up before we started recording. We don't really know each other, and um, so before we get into how we do or don't know each other and what we're going to talk about today, just love if you would introduce yourself to the audience, like who you are, where you are in the world, maybe where you're from, and just a little bit about uh, it's a little bit about you without spoiling all the surprises because we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about you today. So yeah, <laughs> microphone yeah. is yours. All right. Thank you. Um, well, my name is Shan Marie, and I am a singer, actor, dancer, musician, songwriter, all things music, really. I love music. Um, and I also love to teach. And one of my biggest passions is to take a lot of these uh, gifts and share them with the world and give opportunities to underprivileged youth. Because um, nice. if it wasn't for that for me, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Mm. So I, I definitely live my life by that for sure. Um, and that that sums me up in a nutshell. But I definitely I love a lot of things. I could go on forever. I definitely, uh, but everything I do usually involves music or sound nice. of some sort. Yeah. Perfect. Well, it's it's good we're on a podcast today. And uh, spoiler alert for yourself and for the audience: we have quite a bit of time to talk about all those things. So I'm excited to learn about <laughs> all those different things are. So as I like to do on the show, like to just mention briefly how we met. So we actually met on a networking event. I think it was about a month ago. And because yeah. we're, yeah, we're recording this episode today, which is June 10th, 2020, which is obviously a very interesting time in the world, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. So we met on a virtual networking event that is normally in person in New York City, where I'm based. And you are not based. And um, so we met through that. And so we've only met looking at a Zoom screen with each other. And uh, we've only spent, I think, about an hour and a half together. But um, so that leads me to the <laughs> second part of this question or uh, first part of the topic here is tradition on the show is first impressions of each other. And since it's I, I'm the boss of the show, you get to go first. So what is your first impression <laughs> of me without really getting much time to spend together? Well, Okay, you definitely were one of the only people who had a really big smile <laughs> on the screen. So it yeah. was my first time doing a networking type meeting like that. And I was like, this guy is really happy. And so that kind of, that made me happy because I was like, you know what? I'm definitely a big smiler too. So I that definitely put me at ease. And you just seemed very easygoing. Um, I, I don't remember. You said you were a dad, right? I am a dad, yeah. I definitely was like, this guy seems like he gives the best dad jokes. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. Oh, no, man. It, no, it's good. It was <laughs> so good. I was just like, this cool dude, cool dude. And, uh. <laughs> and just in the few rounds that we had to talk, because in the meeting, we only had about like 30 seconds to a minute to answer each question. And so that's what I got from you. I was nice. just like, definitely an energy I would like to be around. Oh, that's cool. I, oh man, I've never, this is the first time I've ever had anybody say that. I feel like I'd give good dad jokes. I'm like trying to process. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. It's probably I mean, true. That's the best way. <laughs> no, I, I know, Cheyenne. No, it's funny. I'm just thinking about like, because there's, it's funny you say that because actually there's a lot of dad jokes in that networking group that I'm like, oh God. <laughs> like, there's certain people in that group that are like members, like I'm a member that are like, 
oh, here comes that same joke again. And I'm like, oh, wait, is that the energy I'm giving off too? I guess it's maybe it's the group thing. It's so funny. Uh- <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. This is why I asked this question at the beginning of the podcast, because you never know what you're going to get. That's awesome. <laughs> but now it's my turn. So my first, oh, yeah. of you, my first impression of you is, so you, you were actually on the networking event with your agent, I believe. Yeah, she's my manager. Yeah, or with your manager. Yeah, which was super cool. And I was like, that's not a common thing. So my first impression was like, oh, who's this awesome woman who's with her manager on this networking event? And then when you shared, and then I guess my first impressions when you first started sharing, like I think it was also you're like a you strike me as like a light bubbly person. And now that I know that you're like a music and theater person, it it doesn't surprise me at all. Like that's je- definitely the energy you give off. So I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's somebody. And I'm always, you know, it's. I'm always looking for people to come on here that, I mean, I think everybody's interesting, but people that are going to, we're going to have a fun, light conversation with, do maybe do some like improvisational stuff and just get to know each other. So I was like, I was like, oh, so like this is, you know, there was actually two other people from that meeting that I'm actually going to have on the show. And I was like, I was like, oh, I really want to talk to, um, talk to her on my show. And I think I reached out to your manager. She's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So my first impression is also like great energy. Um, when I heard, I'm always fascinated by people in the arts i'm not in the arts and i'm also i also like i'm a guitar player but i'm like and i and i love theater i love film i'm a i'm a huge movie snob so i'm always really fascinated by people that actually make have a profession in the arts. so i'm like cannot wait to hear more about this oh that's awesome yes yes of course (laughs) so all right on the hot seat are you ready I, um, I'm ready. (laughs) I think you're ready. You're ready for it. It it might be a little painful, but not too painful. So first question, first question for you. And I think you've already answered this, but I'd love to dig in some more. Or if you've got a different answer, that's cool too, is what is something that you nerd out about? Ooh, okay. You can't tell me anything about Bruno Mars because I love him. I love him oh so much. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> I'm such. I I probably know all his demos. I know all the songs he's written that you probably don't know he wrote. I just know I'm obsessed with him, just as mm-hmm. a producer, and I'm just a songwriter. I love Bruno Mars. There was a time where the best gift I ever got was a Photoshop of me sitting on a bench with him in a park. <laughs> a Photoshop. Yes, it was the best Amazing. gift. I had a friend who knew how to Photoshop and that was the best gift I ever got. Um, and I did not, I think that was my wallpaper for like two years straight. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> it's, I, I like that you brought this up. Uh, another one of my guests, Shelby, I think it was episode 13. She's also a huge mu- music person. You should, you two would get along great. I should introduce the two of you, but um, awesome. her, her podcast title is like problem solver, event manager and shameless Drake fan. So she has the same thing for Drake. <laughs> And we spent, she told myself and the audience how many minutes of Drake she listened to in 2019. I'm like, that's what? ridiculous. <laughs> it would like, you know, cause in Spotify, you can go in and see like how much you listen to of each individual artist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's insanity. So yeah. She probably funny. paid his salary, you know? <laughs> I don't, well, through Spotify, probably not. Probably. <laughs> he got like, he got like 0.1 cents every, 0.1 cent every time. But, um, I am admittedly also a big Bruno Mars fan. We were actually going to go to the Bruno Mars concert a year and a half ago at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Oh. And then the tickets, yeah. And then the tickets were like, it was insane. I think the tickets were like 450 bucks for like not good seats. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I know. See, Bru- I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I paid no. 250 to see 
a one floor seat, but that was in Atlanta and you have to get him really early. Yeah. But if you ever get the chance, you have to see him. <laughs> no, he's amazing. He's like, I'm actually a big, I'm a big R&B and like soul guy. So he, to me, he's like kind of the reincarnation of James Brown coupled with Michael Jackson, which are, in my opinion, yeah. two of the greatest artists of all time. And yeah, Love like his that, voice, man. like, yeah, his voice. So I'm a big Bruno Mars fan as well. That's cool. So you nerd out about Bruno Mars. What is, um, so let, let's see, what's his actual name? I forget. It's Peter Hernandez. <laughs> there it is, Peter Hernandez. And it, isn't he also like, now make, make a fool of myself, he's what, half Hawaiian and half Jewish or something like that? He's, uh, yeah, well, he, yeah, he's Filipino. A Filipino, yeah. A Filipino and Puerto Rican. Yeah, but isn't That's he also a- half Jewish? I could have sworn, or maybe I'm confusing him with somebody. Um, You know, I actually can't, I don't remember reading that, but I'm sure I can look that up, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's... That's really, but Peter I Hernandez. actually did not know that. Yeah, and I'm actually not sure. I, I might be confusing with Lenny Kravitz, who's definitely half Jewish. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, but anyway, Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah, he is Mars. half Jewish. He is, okay, yeah. So, okay, cool. So there it is. So you're right. right. He's technically half Puerto Rican and half Jewish. Yeah, half Jewish. That's an interesting combination. Um, but grew up in Hawaii. Yep. Yeah, there right. it is. There, there it is. And, and by the way, I'm not like, this is not like a sports broadcaster where I have somebody in my ear who's like, Bruno Mars, is this, this? I'm like, actually like, I have a good memory for this useless stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, it, it is and it isn't because I don't have a great memory for things that like make me money or help me be more successful. It's more like, oh, I know that Bruno Mars <laughs> is this and this. Uh, last, <laughs> last question about Bruno or about your love for Bruno. What is your, if you had to pick one Bruno Mars song, what song would it be? Oh. You know, okay, he has a good one called, um, a really, really good one a lot of people don't know, called Never Say You Can't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that it one. Was, it was in one of his, it was like the album he had before he got famous. It was just okay. full of songs he wrote. Yeah. So you really, the number one stands are usually are the ones that post them on YouTube. <laughs> mm. So you can find that song on YouTube at least and listen to it. But that one, I like the message in that one. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, Very nice. Very nice. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. All right. Next question for you. And I was, I'm always curious about this one from performers. I've had, I've had a few other like artists and musicians on, but um, what's something that is inside of your comfort zone that might be outside of somebody else's? And you know what, Cheyenne, I'm actually going to ask you to not say like, be on a stage or sing behind a microphone because Unless that's actually outside your comfort or in like, because like we know that that's what you do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So let's, let's hear it. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of hard. I don't know if this answer counts, but I'll try. So the first, I did theater really late. I started mm-hmm. when I was 20, 20, I was almost 21. And uh, that's pretty late for someone in college to start learning theater. So I kind of was, a, I just called myself a late bloomer. And so I auditioned for the show for the first time and I get cast in the show called Nine, Nine to Five. It's the Dolly Parton musical. It's really good. By yeah, of course. Um, and so I get cast as Roz, the, <laughs> the, bo- the boss's assistant. And there's a she sings a song which is the show stopping number in the musical mm-hmm. called Heart to Heart and it's basically her song about her dying love for heart 
And she in in the show, you're supposed to like rip your shirt off and <laughs> like like you mean like like you're actually topless on the stage? Well, or, like, you, you have your bra, bra but like you have a fancy little bra, like but it's supposed yeah. to be like oh a very like what what is happening yeah. <laughs> moment. And so I went to school in North Georgia, so the population was like a lot of retired people. So mm-hmm. It was something they weren't really used to. <laughs> um, yeah. And so in the school, I found out that the only reason I got cast in that role was because they felt that I was the only person who was comfortable enough doing something like that and not being like felt not feeling shame. Oh, wow. So I usually put myself a lot in positions where people are probably like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. And I'm like a pretty shameless person. And I mean that in a good way. Like, uh, <laughs> I just thought about the show shameless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you ever seen it? That show's crazy. Uh-huh. Y'all. Oh, it is crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm like that crazy, but at the same time, I've definitely been in situations where people are like, I don't know if I could do that. And it doesn't really phase me just mm-hmm. because, uh, for a long time, I don't think, I think I did used to care what people think, but mm-hmm. not so much anymore. I'm, I'm feel like theater kind of helped me, uh, allow myself to like put myself in awkward and uncomfortable situations. And yeah. I think that's just something that, I don't know. I don't know if this answer really counts. I don't know. But like, that's well, I don't know. Let I me get like, my, let me get my scoring sheet out and I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, right. it's actually it. No, I love that. I love that answer. It's something what I'm hearing in that is it's like you're not afraid, like you know that a failure is like usually not a failure, and that's actually like the stakes aren't as high as they may seem to be. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people, myself included, not so much anymore, but in the past, like doing that thing that feels scary is like you don't do it because you're like, what? Because of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And but like, I think that's like one of the things that I was saying earlier. I love about artists is like the unknown is actually where the creativity lies. Mm-hmm. Like reinventing a role, or you know, take, taking a, a song number, like singing it in your own style, or when you're playing instruments, um, creating something new. So I, I love that answer. I think that's awesome, and that's definitely, definitely, definitely something that is outside of a lot of people's comfort zones. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So now, I got the reverse question for you. What's something that you're not comfortable with? <laughs> that is inside of somebody else's. Uh, you know, <laughs> this and this is like so backwards. Uh, in a way, I some I kind of I avoid, I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I avoid <laughs> negative confrontation. Let me let me specify because uh, okay. I don't mind bluntness or just honesty or anything like that. It's just when it's negative confrontation, like, ah, I try to avoid it. Ah, I don't want to deal with it. Oh, I don't want to know how they're going to feel or, or how I'm going to (laughs) feel if I know. And um, I feel like that's not something that can be a little scary. I I think because I spend my career being judged and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. having to always just be on that I feel I sometimes associate like I, I guess com- confrontation with like that and it makes me feel like okay I'm at work like because when I you know it's 
as an artist, it's hard to get told no a lot, but we do. And mm-hmm. you have to just take that and let it fuel you. And that's okay. It's okay to feel bad. But sometimes I think I like, I don't know. I, I associate like the conversation with like, Oh, I don't want to, uh, I'd rather just like not worry about it. And that's not good. That's not sometimes a good thing, but I, I'm aware yeah. of it and I don't, I still do confront things like I'm not afraid of that. But at the same time, I have no problem confronting like things that are just like if I I don't have a problem with that. It's just like if it Mm -hmm. was, for example, let's say someone asked for your opinion on something and you may not agree. uh, You might not have the nicest thing to say, but I don't want to lie either. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Um, well, I have a question yeah. for you. Do, do you identify, do you identify as a people pleaser? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I ask as a, I ask as a, um, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. I grew up in the Midwest, which is not everybody's a people pleaser there, but I grew up in a very people pleasing culture where you know, mm-hmm. there's no reason to ruffle feathers and like, just your job is to make everybody else feel good and um, your opinion, although it matters, it's like, doesn't really matter. So I, that's kind of the culture I grew up in and yeah, I still have a lot of those tendencies. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. It's not really in my comfort zone either to like actually express my true self a lot. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm still working on like, call that in, um, call like a breakthrough in your voice. Like your voice is actually your most authentic self. When you hold that back, it's actually doing a disservice to the, to somebody, if you do it in an empowered way, of course, if your voice is like being negative or insulting or argumentative or trying to convince somebody something, that's usually not great energy. But if your voice is like, hey, like I'm Shannon, this is what I believe. And um, it's important for me to express this, then I think that's that's great. And it's been um, it's definitely a work in progress for me, too, which is which is why I ask, because I'm like, I, I, I see you, girl, because like I'm hearing people pleasing because I identify with it because it's very close to me, too. Whew, I'm glad I'm not alone, but yes, not <laughs> we're alone. working on it. <laughs> yeah, always working on it, always working on it. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing both of those. Um, that was, Thank you. I, I'm going to pass you on both of those answers. You're going to, I'm going to give you a high score for both of those. Cause at the end, I don't know if you know this at the end of the, at the end of this, I actually give all my guests a score mm-hmm. and then that it's a, it's very important. This is something you can like use in your resume or anything else. It's very important. <laughs> all right. I'm excited to hear about special awards, special (laughs) podcast guest awards. So the next question I have for you is, well, it's more a, it's a question, but I'm going to give you a a hypothetical situation. So I've got the power to give you five, to get, to have you deliver a speech to the entire world. And you have only five minutes. What would you give your speech on and why? In other words, what's the message that you want everybody to know that you have to deliver and it has to be in five minutes or less. Hmm. <laughs> it's like too many messages. One is the power of music because mm-hmm. music is very, it bring it bring music brings people together. And I think even people who aren't the most like music of music people, they sometimes don't even realize how much music is involved in their life and like how much it really does unify us. 
and how it's another form, another medium of just communication for all of us. Yeah. And I always, I definitely want to, I would definitely talk about that simply because mm. with people always considering cutting the funding in the arts or always saying, you know, we don't need music or anyone who thinks that like the arts or music aren't important or just sounds like, cause this podcast is still, it still uses elements of music, you know, sure. Um, just like how much it impacts our life. And I, I, I definitely want to preach that cause I think we forget um, and we don't want to lose that. It's been such a part of our history for so long. Um, yeah. And it's a way that we've known our history. Um, and with that, how it unifies us in the sense that a lot of people don't know this fact, but if you sing in a choir, even if you're mm-hmm. not necessarily the best singer, just the act of singing with a group of people over a period of time, a short period of time, all of our heartbeats begin to sink. Really? That's yes. so cool. Oh my yes. God. That is and awesome. And it's because of like the, just the power of the music within you. And eventually yeah. we all do reach the same vibrations from singing. Oh, a, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And I'm also like, that's such a cool, a cool thing that I've never heard before. I am not surprised. It, it's true. And like, I don't know if, even if just singing in a choir, even if it's not necessarily the best choir in the world, it still is mm-hmm. healing in that sense. And uh, that's also why I do what I do is it, I love what it does. It brings people together, you know, how you look doesn't matter. It's just another way of us like expressing ourselves and just loving each other yeah. and connecting. I, and yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I love that. It's just, yeah. I would, I would talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I, I think that's great. But do you know, um, do you know choir, choir, choir? No, I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jen, you have, you've got to check this out. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the premise. You are gonna love it. <laughs> so it's, I believe it's in Toronto, and it's a group of people who get together and sing pop songs, but in choir format. <laughs> and it's it's I mean it is awesome there it's if you look it up on YouTube they have I believe they have millions of views like it's it's pretty popular so definitely definitely check it out and there's a um there's a video of uh you know who Leonard Cohen is yes so he passed away I want to say like two or three maybe it's like three or four years ago now and his most famous song is obviously Hallelujah and mm-hmm. they actually got a warehouse filled with people in Rufus Wainwright who re-recorded that song and has one of the most famous covers of that led this group of people who don't know each other. And it's, I think it's gotta be like 1500 people and they sing the songs, they sing songs. So they'll do, they did like, that's the most famous <gasps> video. It's, it's beautiful. Wow. They do, um, they'll do like pop songs. So they do songs from musicals sometimes, but it's, it's literally like just show up as you are, you get a piece of paper with the lyrics and you just all sing together. It's super cool. So choir, the I name of it is that. choir. Yeah. Choir, choir, choir is the, is the group. And if you, if you just Google choir, 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 you will find it. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's choir exclamation point, choir exclamation point, choir exclamation point. But I'm looking, okay. I'm actually looking on the web right now and they've got a picture of them in some sort of concert hall with like thousands of thousands of people singing. So yeah, check it out. Wow. And it's What's also amazing about it is, um, like I personally, I don't sing and I consider myself like a really bad singer, but the power of people getting together and singing together, it's always beautiful every single time. Yes, exactly. And now that you know that fact, you see how much more powerful it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super cool. So choir, 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 maybe 
maybe you can start something like that in uh, in Oklahoma. It's it's it. really it's really fun. You're gonna love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. We're gonna take a really brief commercial break, and we'll be back right back after these messages. Welcome back, Cheyenne. How are you? I am fantastic. What about you? Awesome. Good. I'm still thinking about uh, the singing and choir, choir, choir. I'm like, I'm like, after our episode, I think I'm going to go watch a couple of the videos. I'm trying to think one of the things they sang that was amazing. Oh, I think they did single ladies, which was hilarious. Like, but in choir format. <laughs> they, 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 I, I don't know who picks the songs, but they're always, they're always like fun. And just, it's, it's so cool. So anyway, enough about singing choir, choir, choir. Uh, unless, unless choir, unless this episode is sponsored by choir, 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 <laughs> what? you never know. <laughs> exactly. The talking to cool people podcast is brought to you by Jason Frizzell coaching. Jason works with amazing people who are looking to find and develop their passion and purpose and create their journey to wherever it is they want to go. Check us out at jasonfrizzell.com, Facebook, or on Instagram. Jason loves hearing from anyone who thinks it would be cool to connect, to be coached, or to be a guest on our show. Email him at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com or DM him on Facebook and Instagram. And now, back to some more amazing conversation on talking to cool people. So this is the part of the show where I like to give the guest, and that's you today, um, talk about your journey to today. So you mentioned you were born, you were, um, you're from Atlanta or uh, from Georgia originally, and you are now, um, you're now in Oklahoma. This is kind of like, where's your journey? What's led you to what you're doing? And yeah. Wh- and then what, what you're up to today? Wow. Yes. So I've had some crazy things happen, life-changing things, uh, that kind of led me here, but I'm very glad about them. So mm-hmm. I grew up, I was born in New Jersey, Patterson, uh, yep. first generation, my mother's side is from Dominican Republic. Okay. And my father's side is from Colombia. And so after being born in Jersey, my mom left my brother's father and we moved to Georgia. And or not Georgia, we moved to Virginia and Florida and Georgia and I ended up spending most of my life in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was always really into chemistry, so I used to sing since I was seven. I used to be really obsessed with Ashanti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was an artist. Yeah. And cool. I saw her music video, Happy. And after that, I used to like tie pillowcase, pillowcases around my waist and just pretend that I was in music videos. And I told my mom I wanted to be a singer. And then I started singing at like anything I could at senior homes and festivals and anything like that. And eventually I um, got into, I got into UGA for early acceptance for chemistry. And I still never, yeah. Uh, And I I originally wanted to do music, but then I couldn't because I missed the auditions. I was out of town. And Mm. so I was going to just do chemistry. I was never actually going to do music because of that. And so I decided to do this thing called FACE at this small liberal arts school called Piedmont in North Georgia. And I did that and it's this overnight event where you just spend the night with fine arts students and it's called the fine arts college experience. That's why it's called face. And you, they offered a musical theater degree, which was like one of five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, man, I, I could do this. 
And so I decided to do music, not musical theater, and do chemistry. And then I found out how difficult that was. And so I actually lied to my mom about my major for a while. And I told her mm. I was actually a chemistry major because she didn't think that I was going to make money as a singer. Yeah. Um, so yep. she really just didn't support it in that sense. She supported me as a singer, but just not as my like career study. Yeah. And so um, she didn't, I, I, that's why my junior year I did a musical. I did nine to five. That was my first show. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do theater major. Like I'm switching the theater. So that's when I switched. And then I told my mom the truth. <laughs> and then how did, I that, got how did that go? I'm just curious how that went when you told your mom the truth. Like, oh what is, gosh, what, how was, was like, that hey, conversation? It was a little easier because I I told her after she saw she saw a show and I I happened to I did Velma Kelly in Chicago and mm-hmm. she was so happy like she was so like oh my god that's my baby I'm proud Mama Ke- Mama like, Kelly is uh is Queen Latifah's character in the movie right No uh, Velma Kelly was Catherine Oh Velma Zeta Kelly Jones. yes. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah she's Mom. like the, she's the other lead. Besides, I, I I've actually seen Chicago besides on Broadway, Rassi. but it, right, I've oh, seen Chicago on yes. Broadway, but it's been a long time. See, I haven't seen it. I want to see it on Broadway. It, it's still running, or yeah. well, not right, not right now, but yes. it's not <laughs> it currently <was>. running. <laughs> it'll, it was. It'll running. be back. <laughs> um, but so after that show, I told her the truth, and she was like, "I'm I support you." It was a lot easier because she was like, okay, you're actually good at what you do and you're actually doing stuff. So it was a little easier to break it to her. And so um, I just told her I got a minor, which I did, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'll do with it. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's just a minor. (laughs) Yeah, but then that that school got me the opportunity to get a full ride for my master's. And so that's what brought me to Oklahoma City. And I did some, I did an apprenticeship in Atlanta. Um, and I didn't like the racism uh, I saw oh, yeah. in the th- in the theater industry there in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I, it kind of inspired me and provoked me to uh, open up my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be like every other artist who's like, I want to open up my own theater so I can perform everything I want to perform. And it's not like that. It just became, I saw a bigger social issue going on. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this affects people who, who are like me and who... Uh, and I'd, I I want to like make the difference with that. So that kind of is after doing that and being at Oklahoma City and getting the training here, it's made it it's made it for me a lot more possible and a lot easier and like more attainable. And so yeah, that's that's where I am on my journey. At least nice. like I've I've definitely I've one not to I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I definitely have. I've won awards. I've like this year I was top 24 in the national musical theater competition. It was in New York. So I was actually in New York in January before all this happened. Oh, nice. And, uh, I, it was really amazing experience. Uh, just being the top 24 was like a big deal. So that was like my most exciting thing, uh, like amazing. so far this year. Um, and I've, I still, I get to perform with local theaters, pretty often i'm start i'm beginning to get more involved with film and voiceover work mm-hmm. i recently started my own podcast called touche which um, nice. it's with my manager we my manager co-host with me and it's just we do social commentary and entertainment news and it's also um it's based off uh like i do the live 
recording for my Patreon members so they Mm -hmm. can like get the one-on-one with me as an artist. And then I edit and release something for the public later on. So it's just like a way for me to be more comfortable talking. And just because I have a really big dream and goal and I just, there's a lot of skills I'm working on and building. And so that's how the networking group also happened. It just, it's been really great. I've been grateful for the connections, honestly. Well, here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to listen to your podcast. And especially if you talk about, do you talk, you talk about entertainment news? Yeah. So I will say like, it's explicit. (laughs) It is a, it was like a happy hour podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of times we're, (laughs) we're not asking, (laughs) I'm asking because I'm sure my, like I always make fun of my wife because I, uh, I hate like E News and Bravo and all the things like most like most guys do I think most and oh, yeah. uh, I'm always just, and I'm always like oh I'm like come on but like she would she loves that stuff like my my wife has a very uh, busy intense job so when she's not doing that and like obviously we have a, well as I mentioned I have a child we have a four year old and so like when we're not doing those things or hanging out together she's like I just want to sit on the couch and just watch like something that requires no brain power. And I was like, can't we just watch yeah. a movie that like some sort of movie? She's like, I just want to watch. She's like, I just want to watch the housewives. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do something else. Cause I, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I just can't. Uh, yeah. I'm, I actually can't with that. No, but like, that's oh. why Leanne and I were like, we have to do a twist. I was like, so we'll just talk a lot of smack. Like sometimes we'll make fun I of like, that. some of the news we hear. We're like, yeah. come on, if that was me. <laughs> have you Would ever, you really? um, have you ever tweeted, have you ever tweeted or uh, Instagram on, it, on anybody that you've, ripped on and had him respond to you? No, I actually haven't. I've recently started being more like, this is bad. I'm probably like the worst. Uh, I don't know if I'm considered millennial still. I should be, but I'm like the cusp, but yeah. I'm probably like one of the worst ones about social media. Like the only reason why I've recently been better about it is because I kind of have to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like don't like, um, don't casting agents be like hey how many instagram followers do you have like that's actually a thing that's at like a real yeah. thing now yeah yeah stinks, like, they, yeah it does but i'm like uh you know I, i'm slowly building like at least everyone i have is someone i actually know <laughs> so i've just come across people <laughs> yeah um i actually have a couple i have a couple acting related questions for you oh yeah sure so first question is what's your favorite musical of all? What's your uh, what's your favorite theater show of all time, uh, musical or not? Like, if you like, what's your like? That is my holy grail of um, like a, a it, it, you know, like it could be Broadway or maybe it was never on Broadway. But like, what's your what's your all time favorite show? It's such. Oh, I hope it's not a cliche answer, but oh, if you've not seen it in the Heights, in yeah. the Heights. Well, you know the it's movie's so coming good. out. You know the movie's I am so excited. Out. Yes, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Well, if movie theaters are open. <laughs> right, right. So it's actually interesting you bring up in the Heights. I saw it twice because uh, uh, it was on Bro- it was on Broadway, and it was I think it was over ten years ago now. For those who yeah. don't know, in the Heights, which if you're you know, it was Lin Man- it was Lin-Man- Lin-Manuel Miranda's first show, and he is, plays the lead in it. And his character's name is Usnavi, and I won't I won't spoil where the name comes from, but it's actually a hilarious joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a it is a great. The music is awesome, and the preview for the movie looks amazing. And I think it's was supposed to come out this summer. So it seems like maybe yeah. they've done, they've been done filming it. So hopefully they'll release it soon or release it. Yeah. Like it seems like it's ready. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hope that they, I think they finished filming before the COVID happened, but yeah, I'll, hopefully they can release it, like you said, in yeah. time. If not, I'm awesome. waiting. I'm yeah, patiently no, no, totally. waiting. Totally. <laughs> All right. And then second, second question is, if you could play any role in the history of like television, film, theater, and you got to be like that character, who would that be? Like, what role would you want to play? Oh, it could be one that's already that already exists. You mean? Oh yeah, no, like that specifically, like, like for specifically me, specifically one like, that already exists. Yeah, you could be like, oh, I want to play, uh, like, I want to play like uh, Charlie's Theron in Mad Max Fury Road. Like, it could be anything. Like, it's somebody that can be out there that's already been played. And you're like, that's the role that that's my dream role that I would that would be perfect for me, or that you just like inspired by. What what role would that be? Ooh. That's so, oh God. So see, I'm like a huge Meryl Streep fan. Mm-hmm. So my mind is just like almost anything she's done. <laughs> yeah. But, um, hmm. Hmm. But I also love Kathy Bates. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also like, oh, but Kathy Bates. Um, uh, this is a hard one. This is oh, this is such a bad oh, it's such a bad can, question, Jason. You can have more than one. You can have you can have more than one. Okay, I'll give you multiple roles. You can have a couple roles. Um, hmm. Not gonna lie, I definitely would want to play Misery. I'm yeah. Misery. What? Oh man, I'm I'm trying to blank on her name. Uh, um. No, uh, what is it? Um. I want to say Dolores Claiborne, but that's actually another Stephen King character. Oh, God, what is her name? Uh, she's so, so creepy. Um, I'm trying to, I'm blanking. I'm just keeping it. Kathy Bates. It's Annie. Gonna, Annie, Annie, yeah, Annie. Annie, Wil- Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes, that's it. Annie, yep. uh, in- incredible uh, role. Incredible role. Yeah, I was like, that would be something. And, <laughs> and then also... Hmm. Then you know the witch in Into the Woods, because that's just a mm. that's just that's badass. Yeah. That <laughs> was that so the musical on Broadway was that was the witch played by anybody famous? I can't uh, in the original it was Bernadette Peters. Okay, okay, yeah. Um I don't know who played it in the revival. I can't think about top of my head right now. But I know Bernadette yeah. Peters and Meryl Streep did the movie, the more recent movie. Right, right. But, that was um, like Meryl Streep, Anna Kendrick, Emil, uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. There's, there's just, it's a whole mix. My mind is like musicals, but movies are pretty bomb too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, this is the part of the show where you get to ask me something and you get to take the podcasting microphone, which you obviously I'm a podcaster anyway, so won't not be a for you. So curious if there's anything you want to ask me about, fire away. I will uh, almost 100% answer it. And if I don't answer it, then I'll, I'll tell you why and I'll ask, ask you something else. But it's unlikely you're going to ask me something that I wouldn't answer. So what would you like to ask me or have me share with you and with the audience? So how did you, how did you end up in New York? Mm, I love this question. <laughs> This is almost like a layout question for me. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, um, so I was actually born in Arkansas and lived there for six months. And I don't think I've ever been back to Arkansas since. And because my, my dad, my dad was a city, my dad was a city manager. So he got a, 
got a job in Minnesota. And so we moved to Minnesota when I was six months old. And I lived there between 1978 and 2005. So I spent like all my childhood, my college years, and a few years after college. And it was around 2004 where I, um, yeah, it was 2004. My friend Ann had moved to New York and I had actually never been to New York before. And I'd always, I've always been like a city person. Like I'm a huge extrovert. So for me, like the more, I'm one of the few people that's like the more people, the better almost all the time, which I know for a lot of people, especially introverts are like, Oh, that's horrible. Like for me, like I always want to be around people, whether it be on Zoom meetings, but you know, even more so in person. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, so I, and I'd never been to New York for whatever reason. So in 2004, I went to visit my, my friend, Anne, and I remember, um, you know, landing at LaGuardia, taking a cab for the first time in New York, which is a pretty trippy experience because you, 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 you know, you just see so much, so much pop cultures around New York. And I was always been a big film person, a big TV person. So you're like, what is the expectation I have? And it's almost for most like movies, it's kind of like the first time you get in a cab and going to New York City, it kind of feels like a movie. So I remember <laughs> we took the cab and my, and Anne lived in Soho at Sullivan and Houston. And I, I like, never set foot in Manhattan before get out of the car. And I remember like grabbing my suitcase and I'm standing in the corner. I'm like, I'm moving here. It was like, it was like a moment of like spirituality, like an intuition, whatever it is you believe. I was like, Oh, I'm moving here. And I'm like, Whoa, wait. And then, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when, when I have big dreams, the next thing that happens is like, well, hold on a minute. Like that's not practical. Like that's how my mind used to work. Not so much anymore. And so I ended up staying for a few days. It was awesome. And so I went back and I said to my boss at the time, and I'm just like, hey, I want to move to New York. He's like, okay, um, you know, why? And I told him, he's like, okay, I support that. And so uh, so in in the way life works out, I said that I want to move to New York. And then I met and then I met a girl in Minnesota (laughs) who lived in Minnesota because it's not the way it always works out. And so (laughs) we had, yeah, so we had like this awesome like hot and heavy like fling for like i guess it was six months and then like that came to an end i'm like i'm depressed i i'm out of here like i don't want to be here anymore partially maybe not like running away from her but maybe like i needed something different yeah and partially like but also like looking forward to like okay so we're not going to be together i don't want to be here anymore and there's nothing like i love minnesota there's nothing wrong with it my parents my parents um my parents actually live in downtown Minneapolis. And like, you know, like I mentioned before, we're recording this at the beginning of June. So, you know, like everything that's been going on with the racial injustice and specifically with George Floyd is like front and center in my family. My wow. parents have been, my parents have been out protesting. They've sent pictures of when the, when the national guard was called in, they were like on their street in Minneapolis. So I love it. I love Minnesota. It's like always like my second, I like guess my second home now. So anyway, I'll never forget this. So I was I was actually in Vegas for work and uh, my boss calls me and this is like January 4th, 2005. And the reason I know this date is it's um, I was going to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, which is always the first week in January in Las Vegas. It's like the biggest show in Vegas. It's massive. It's like a couple hundred thousand people come. And I was standing in line and I'll never forget my boss called me. He's like, hey, I just heard from you know, our VP at the time, he's like, he's like, they've approved your move to New York and you need to be there by the end of March. And I'm like, but what? Uh, <laughs> townhouse, 
Like, yeah, I want to go there, but like, um, what? Okay. Um, that's interesting. So yeah. So like basically I went home at the beginning of January and like wrapped up my life in Minnesota in two and a half months and moved to New York, knew a couple people, but not many, um, Mm -hmm. moved the stuff I could into a moving truck and, uh, had an apartment on the Upper East Side at the time at 83rd in New York, moved in there to a one bedroom apartment, lived by myself, um, had a couple friends and started my job there. And that's like, I kind of ended up there. It feels to me like, to me, it's like divine intervention because there's no way I could have made just done it on my own. Like the thing, the things really had to line up for me to go there with a job. Like I probably would have gone without a job at some point, but I was at the time, like I was not in a financial position to like quit my job and just pick up and move to New York with no job. As you know, as you mm-hmm. probably know, New York city is not a cheap place to live. No, so, it is not. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. It is not, which, which is doubly as challenging because there's a lot of people who work in the arts in New York city who also right now, not only a lot of people that work in the arts and I'm sure you know this, but for the audience, most, I think a lot of people understand this, but if you're listening, you might not like usually in New York city, and I think this is similar in LA. If you work in the arts, you can't really work at a nine to five job because you need to be available for auditions and such. So the same people who work in the arts also work in the, like work at night in restaurants, bars and clubs. So that whole population right now, everything that you would work for is actually closed in New York City still. They're, they're oh, yeah, I know. Tell me yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure you know. So um, My, my very, side gig was a serving job and it's gone. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, you're like, so let's see, I'm a, I'm a theater actress and theaters aren't open. And I'm also a bartender and bars aren't open. So that kind of sucks. It really sucks. So I'm not going to auditions and I'm not going to buy a job at you know, a job in the evening that pays the bills while I'm waiting to get my next gig. So, so that's an, you know, not a medium sized story of how I ended up in New York. And I moved to New York in March of 2005 and lived here ever since. I met my wife in 2007. She's, she's a um, a transplant from Ohio. So she was, well, she's born in California, but spent her junior high, high school and college years in, um, in Columbus, went to the university or went to the Ohio state university um, so I, so I also married into a better football family than where I'm from because <laughs> I went to the University of Minnesota, which is usually not very good at football. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's not like, I mean, you know, you're coming from Georgia, like University of Georgia, it's like, you like football there. Like, do you even have a choice? It's like when you're from Columbus yeah. and you go to the school, like you don't have a choice. Like you like Ohio State football <laughs> or they kick you out. Hey, the, the UGA and Georgia and the Georgia State, uh, feud is crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, um, so yeah, so that's a great question. That's how I, um, that's how I ended up in New York and we don't ever plan to leave. So I consider myself, uh, I consider myself a New Yorker. I've been here over, over 15 years now. Yeah. I guess it's 15 years in March of this year. I love it. That's really yeah. awesome. That, that, that gives me hope. So you don't see yourself leaving. So that means you love no. it there. Oh, I love it. I love New York. I love New York. And it's actually very sad right now because New York is not New York. The reason the reason that most people love New York is because of uh, the theaters and the entertainment. And, you know, like it really is true from a purely like it's almost factual, like anything you could ever want, hope and desire, you can get in New York City. So if you like the theater, you can go to the theater every night of the year and see a different show. You know, we get we get all the best, most all the best concerts, all the sporting events, anything's available in New York. And like that mm-hmm. stuff's all shut down. Like we just moved into phase one. 
which is oh wow yeah we just moved into phase one in new york city because new york city is the, you know epicenter epicenter of the epidemic so we just moved mm -hmm. into curbside pickup for retail which like if you go to macy's now you can get curbside pickup you can't really go into macy's and like shop in there and then we just moved for like manufacturing jobs which i'm not into manufacturing jobs so yeah like bars restaurants um all that stuff is still completely dark wow wow and i'm life is over here in oklahoma just moving on like bars are open yeah. not all yeah. bars but most bars uh people aren't wearing masks i'm like oh you are a little crazy but okay <laughs> yeah no no like masks are I, I think new york state masks are still required wow yeah i mean that's, the thing with new crazy. york yeah well the thing with new york state i believe new york state had 40 percent of all the deaths of the united states for from covid <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no, you know, in New York City is there's 40, I think it's 42 or 43,000 people per square mile. So, you know, you go to a bar. I had a friend who went to a bar and like got COVID the next week because you're at a bar. It's likely you're smashed into a, you know, I mean, people are smashing everywhere, but you know, you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant, but then how do you get home? You, you share a cab or you take the subway. You don't hop in your car and drive around anywhere which is, so there's no, so there's not really a way to social distance in New York in a normal mode because the subway, how do you social distance on a subway? You yeah. don't, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Wow. That, that totally makes sense. But yeah. I just couldn't imagine being there. And I was supposed to be moving in May and, but with all this, it was like, okay, yes, I planned on moving. Oh, I uh, we had our New York showcase in May. It was supposed to be May 12th, but it all got canceled. So I'm just hoping for better in the fall or next summer. Yeah. Well, the, they're, they're working on it. So best wishes to you. I hope that works out. Cause yeah, like as a, it's a competitive place for what you do, but it's also like the, there's a, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of amazing stuff yeah. that goes on and it's a great community, great community of people. Awesome. Well, thank you for the question. That was, that was really cool to be able to talk about. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy. All to, right. I'm happy you told me so much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So back to you. So Cheyenne, what are you, what are you passionate about? Yeah, I'm, mm, I'm passionate about humanity. I like to, I like to always make sure the people around me know that they are loved and feel good. Um, and I just try to like carry that in like everything I do. So I'm very passionate about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what advice would you give to people that want to be more, like get more in touch with that part of who they are, but feel like the feel of disconnection there. And I think this is also a really timely, this is a really timely place to talk about this. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. um is like love and humanity i know for me personally like sometimes i feel a bit like i'm in a people business and even i feel sometimes disconnected from that and i think that's actually what the world needs more of right now is like heart and humanity so what yeah what like what advice would you give to to like i'm asking for me personally and also for the listener like what how like what do you think people can do to connect more with that part of who they are if they want to and they're not necessarily feeling that connected yeah, and I'm now not everyone is, you know, an empath. So like yeah. I know I am, so I it's probably a lot easier for me than probably someone who's not. But 
I always say, um, you know, I, I break down like the the whole idea of like treat people the way you want to be treated. Like it sounds so cliche, but really it, it applies to like so many things. And like the best way to say is like, though you may not always understand where people come from or what they're going through, a lot of times what people want is just compassion or just understanding or just someone to listen or just someone who's willing to, uh, to just not make a quick judgment. And it doesn't let, and like I said, it's not that you have to necessarily understand everything. Um, and so like my advice is always, uh, listen, like really listen. Um, and then what can you do and what can you share um, with someone uh, that doesn't that doesn't feel like you're overextending yourself? Yeah. I don't. I hope that makes sense. So, like, no, it, it, even, it could it could even be like a simple advice. Like, you know, you might not have money, and it's not saying that like, you see. Um, it's like, it, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be money. It could just be something as simple as you know, hey, I just want you to know that you're like a special person and like sometimes you don't know like what that could do for someone or at that time or who imagine if you were going through something and someone did that for you or if you are financially able if you can it's just the little things just paying little things forward when you're in a situation like what can you do to help someone else Mm -hmm. in that moment or today whether it be verbal or physical, like if you're helping someone across the street, you know, just not forgetting that. Cause I also think with the COVID, a lot of us are going to be scared to like help each other and like get close again. And I don't think we have to worry about that as much. Like, don't forget to like that. We're still human beings who want to feel good and feel nice. Like that's all we want. And it doesn't take much. It to me, yeah. it takes more energy to like instill negativity than it does to be nice. Yeah. And this, so when you remember yeah. that, it makes it so much easier. Like, what what nice thing can you do to to the world to add to this world's energy today? Even if yeah. it's just making a nice positive statement. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Was, um. So, you know, one of the things I do, I so I. You know, I, as we talked about the networking group, I do, I coach um, at startups and some corporate corporate coaching, but like where I really have a passion for is coaching individuals. And one of the things that you, I learned through my coach training program, which was, which was to be honest, very challenging for me because prior to that, I came from the sales world where you're always listening for like, not the gotchas, but like the places to like convince or to sell somebody on something. And one of the things in coaching that's so different, that was very hard for me to to get to, and I'm still, I'm still working on this all the time, but it's a skill of like, um, I think it applies here is like, listen from curiosity because mm-hmm. like, Oh, just like, Hey, like I want to hear your point of view from curiosity, not so I can agree with you. Or, and it's, yeah. Sometimes it's like, not so I can agree or disagree or even to learn like, yes, you always want to be learning, but it's like, Oh, I'm just like genuinely curious about like, what's that experience for you from a curiosity place? Mm-hmm. Not from like, I'm here to give you advice or tell you what to do. And yeah, like sometimes people want that, but a lot of times people just want to be heard and that's all, like, that's all they want is to feel heard. So I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about how I can apply that to, uh, yeah, just like 
how I can apply that out in the world. You've inspired me to think about that. So I'm being a little quiet. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it's just something right. small, something so small. Like, honestly, you have no idea, like, how much it meant that you even asked me to do this because I've never been on a podcast before and I just started my own. So I'm like, how do these things work, you know? And Here so you go. it's just, it's been very, like, if this was definitely a confidence booster for me and awesome. a, a definitely a learning experience. And so it means a lot more to me than probably you'll know, you'll ever know. Oh, thank um, you. Well, I'm, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. We've had too many feelings here. It's time to go and talk to my <laughs> <stuff. laughs> All right. No, I'm kidding. Feelings are good. Feelings are good. Um, well, cool. So my next question for you is, about like what's the thing that you're most proud of in your life hmm i am most proud of um i'm most proud of my ability to speak out now uh before i used to be so shy Mm. um and i definitely had a a lower self-esteem and as I've gotten older, I I realized like how that was affecting me and so many other things. And mm-hmm. so now I, I'm just most proud of my ability to not let uh, the the outcomes of the world weigh my self worth down. And instead, I take those challenges and I challenge them. And if I don't always agree with some of the things life uh, say I I definitely speak out about it now in a classy way <laughs> with class always mm-hmm. to have class when handling things but mm-hmm. I definitely am not afraid of speaking my mind whether people agree or disagree with me or mm. not because I know in my heart it's it's usually the most humane thing to do like that's how I like live life. Even if someone I'm talking to doesn't agree, I'm like, you will someday. But for now, <laughs> I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to speak it now. So you can't say <laughs> I didn't speak my mind. Like, no, I yeah. disagree with this or I agree with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you identify as an empath. Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I have a, so I, this is not something that I was I mean, I always knew what it was, but I was not super familiar with it. And I actually have a really good friend who is like, it's actually frightening. Like if there's anybody in the space, in any, like a space that's having emotion, like she actually takes it on and feels it. It's almost like, it's actually not necessarily a superpower, but I'm curious, like, so you identify as an empath. How do you identify in terms of like extroversion versus introversion? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a lot like you. I get a lot of my energy from people. I like, mm-hmm. I love to be around people. Um, but there are times I do enjoy, like when I'm in work mode, mm-hmm. like if I'm busy with editing or if I have homework or I'm studying, I don't really want to be around people. I just want to like focus yeah. on studying. But yeah. if it's not that, I definitely love to be around. I'm definitely extroverted. I get a lot of my energy from that. I love being around people and it's almost addicting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say being, a, being an extrovert plus being an empath is like a kind of a superpower. 
ah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, and I like those moments from doing my homework and like studying because yeah. that is like a lot of where I do my own. It's so, it sounds weird. Like I know I'm doing work, but that is a lot of when I get my like self time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like to be around people that I feel like if I don't have just that little bit where I have that thought, then I feel like it would, I would probably lose that part of me. And I, I'm glad I don't yeah. like, to me, it's a good balance. It's a good yeah. balance. Mostly extrovert though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I have a, a, I'm curious and I would love to ask you a relationship question at that, but I want to get your permission before I do so. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're not going to go into your, like your status or anything. I'm just like, it's a past, it's a past based, con- uh, past based question. I'm curious as an empath, what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody and to like actually feel like to know when they're BSing you. Cause like part of being an empath is you sense the energy and the emotion, not what people are necessarily saying. Isn't that, that's my yeah. Oh what's yeah. That, what's like, that I, like? Oh, it's, it's, it can be annoying sometimes only because yeah. you can't really stop it. Yeah. And so even if they're like, Hey, I'm fine. You can be like, I know you're not fine. And so it <laughs> bothers you no matter what. Even if you didn't do anything, they probably you probably did nothing wrong. And yeah. just the fact that you know they're not fine and they just don't want to talk about it right then, that it just is like, ah, I want to talk about it right now because it's bothering me. But you can't like force someone to talk about something they're not ready to talk about either. So I know for me, that's, for me, that was always the struggle where it's like, I can't be mad at you for not wanting to talk about it, but I want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's interesting just cause like you, you can feel when they're happy. You can feel when they're mm-hmm. not, you can feel when they're sad. And sometimes it's like, you don't even have to say anything. It's just like, you feel it. And yeah, uh, that's really special. And I think when you find someone, uh, that you, I think finding the right person, it's kind of that connection. It's that good balance of like, you feel each other's energy, but then that, the also idea of just being able to communicate. But I think you being able to communicate with each other is only because of how comfortable you are, you know, when you're not talking like, um, so yeah, for me, I, I find like when I'm I'm thinking about a relationship in particular and mm-hmm. like for him, a lot of times when he was upset, like I didn't have to talk. I, he just wanted me to sit there yeah. and that was enough. Yeah. And so he's just like, it's cool. Like you just kind of learn the person you're with and you adapt to that. But I, I think it is like, I like how you said it earlier. It kind of is a superpower. Like I'll get to, I always kind of know things before they do. Yeah. <laughs> before they yeah. Do real- <laughs> It must also come in handy in the dating game. Like, like, oh, where, you know, like, be like, oh, I have no idea what they think about me. Or like, I don't know where they're at. You're like, I know exactly. Like, you probably have a good sense. Like, of I them. feel it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Are, are you also, are you also pretty in tune with your own emotions as well? Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. I, I'm definitely in tune with them. Can I control them always? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a different question. Like <laughs> sometimes the waterworks come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely I'm definitely very in tune with myself. I 
I growing up, I didn't really have anyone to talk about how I felt. Mm-hmm. And that's why I use music to communicate how I felt. And mm-hmm. I think me singing and me listening to music is how I became really in tune with my emotions and like how I learned to heal like in those ways. Like I use for me that music kind of helped me get in tune with that. Yeah. And cool. It it's just like my default now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's um thanks for humoring me with those questions. I just so curious about that because I am, I would say I'm pretty empathetic and I have a lot of empathy, but I would not consider myself an empath at like, I'm good at like reading body language and that sort of thing, but I'm not like, Oh, Cheyenne is feeling like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't sit in a room and be like, Oh, that person's feeling this without them saying something. Like I need to talk to them in order to distinguish that. Yeah. And I definitely feel a lot better. Like, it's harder on zoom, you know, but yeah, like, I bet if we, yeah, like it, I totally get it. It's, and I feel it a lot, like in person, even if I don't know you, I, I like feel the energy. It's so yeah. it's interesting. I'm like, is this really a gift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like it fuels us, you know? I mean, for me, it does. It's like, ah, yeah. that's cool. I always go back to the cliche from um, Peter Parker's uncle with great power comes great responsibility. You got to use that power for good. <laughs> Because you talked about. All right, so I have a, another. Que- <laughs> I have another question for you that uh, I hope you'll be up for answering, and we'll find out. Okay. So the question here is like, I'm curious if there's something that you're afraid might actually be true about you. <laughs> um, I'm impatient. <laughs> Are you afraid that that might actually be true about you, or do you know that to be true about you? I, I'm a, I think I'm afraid it might actually be true because I'm like, I'm not impatient. I can wait. But then uh, I yeah. really, <laughs> but then I actually think, ah, I think I might be an impatient person. Like, um, there's been a couple times where I've stepped on my manager's toes because I was mm-hmm. impatient. Thankfully she doesn't get mad at me because she knows me. But like, yeah. I was just like, am I really like, I'm having a hard time accepting that. And she's like, Shay, I said I was going to do this for you. And you still went and made your own YouTube channel. You don't have to do it. I could do it for you. <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't mind doing it. <laughs> she's like, she's she's like, like that's so, not the she's point. Like, no, she's like, I need to do this for you because at some point you're going to, like, you're not going to need me anymore. Like, I don't, you don't need me because you're doing your own things. Like, you're like, no, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. <laughs> that's funny. It's so and that I think that's one thing I've had kind of a hard time. Like, see, I know I'm impatient. Like, I'm impatient about the things I know I can get done. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, shit. I think you might be impatient because I want to believe I can wait. But when I think about it, I'm like, ah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> as a fellow, as a fellow impatient person, I totally get you. I am very impatient. Yeah, very impatient. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, I'm just driven. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm also really impatient. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the word, driven. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's the difference between your drive and your impatience? And like, what's the balance? Um, so <laughs> I, I totally I totally I totally feel you once again. I feel you. See, that's like an empathic thing. I feel what you're I feel what you're saying. <laughs> you feel me? I feel you. All right. So we're gonna start to wrap up for today. I have a couple more questions for you. Um actually this one isn't so much, but that's a good question, I guess. I'm curious just to start to wrap up, like. Do you share like your general philosophy of life? And what I mean by this is like, how do you go out and operate every day? And I know you've like, you've interwoven this throughout the conversation today, but it's love a, like, how do you, you know, you wake up in the morning, like, how do you see the world? Like, what's your general philosophy and how you operate and how you see the world? 
This is probably a silly answer, but I mean it. And it's actually my tagline for my podcast. But basically, stay sassy, but classy. I love it. I so, love that. That's a, great, that's a great philosophy. Don't take mess, but have class always. Like, always be classy, but it's okay to be sassy as long as you're classy. So, and like, in a nutshell, if I had, like, my – that's one I made up for myself, I would say that. Mm-hmm. And if I had to do something a little more generic, it's definitely um, just love one another. Just love one another. Just love people and appreciate people for people. Um, And I think when we all just do that, it makes life a lot easier. And there's not so much like categorizing us and putting people in boxes. Like we're just humans. We're all, you know, we all bleed red. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We all like, we all pretty much the same. So it's like, just, we're all just, we all just look different. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it as well. So Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I love that. Stay sassy but classy. Sassy but classy. <laughs> All right, I love that, Shay. So, um, as we wrap up here, uh, love. I'm. I have no doubt when people listen, um, want to get to know you, connect with you, bring you in for auditions, uh, hear you sing, all the things that you're up to. Uh, uh, rent you an apartment in New York at some point. Sounds like that's in the <laughs> could, be in, could be in the future as well. How can the audience find you? Like, where's all the places they can connect to you? All right. You could totally, I finally bought my domain, shanmarie.com. So that's me. Totally check it out. I also have my podcast attached on there if you're interested. You could also find all my social media on the website, but you could find me on facebook.com slash I am shanmarie. You can also find me on YouTube at shanmarie music and Snapchat, shanmarie8, Twitter, I am Shay Osoria, C-H-E-Y-O-S-O-R-I-A. And then you could also find me on Instagram at I am Shan Marie. Um, nice. So you could, and SoundCloud, same thing. As cool. find, I'm releasing an album soon. So oh, hopefully, nice. Hopefully, if you keep following me, you'll keep up to date with that. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. Is the album original content covers? Like what's the, what's the. It is original about? content. Nice. I have a few singles. One's called No Love Left Behind. Uh, and I have a couple others. One's Mixed Emotions, my other half. And I wrote uh, the music and my sister and my brother, we wrote this, the lyrics to those. And one of my good friends, um, so it's just, a, it's been a really cool project. I've been grateful for the time we've had. So I'll yeah. be releasing that soon. And I also have a cover of Get Lucky by Daft Punk coming out soon. Oh, well. nice. So yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah. So for the, for everybody listening right now, I will also put all these in the show notes because you probably can't remember all those. So I'll, I'll make sure all these are covered <laughs> in the show notes. Um, before we, the last question, the last ask I have of you, I have a music related question. You're a, obviously a music aficionado and a musician and an artist. What's the song that you go to when you want to feel good? Like what's, what's a, and, and then there might be a few of these, but like, what's an example of a song? Like when you hear it, you're like, I'm just going to feel better. Make it happen by Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh you're, yeah. That's a great song. So good. I love Mariah Carey. It is the beat. You can't help but feel good when you hear it and the words are good. The bridge, the bridge of that, the bridge of that song. And then when you're singing Mariah Carey, 
Yeah. The bridge of that song oh, is super yeah. cool. Like that. That bridge is super cool. Um, I'm going to offer up mine. Mine also, is the, the way you make me feel. Yes, by Michael. what is it? Uh, it's the way you make me feel by Michael. Oh, so good though. Yeah. Such yes, a, such a that great is song. a good song. Yeah. Such a feel good song. Um, awesome. So last ask I have you. And uh, if you would leave us with some words of wisdom and the words of wisdom should fit Instagram posts. So yeah, like what's a short words of wisdom you'd like to leave uh, leave the audience with that they can get inspired by you? <laughs> I always say, always stay true, always be you. I like your I like your um. I, I forget what the no, I, I forget what is I forget the name of what it's called, but I like your always uh, stay sassy but classy and always be true, always be you. It's like it's like very catchy. Like it's like a little yeah. mini mini poems. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Just in everything you do, just like as long, you know, if you're happy with yourself, like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being on today. It was an absolute delight to get to know you and I wish you the very best of everything. Please. When you, you yeah, please. When you make it to New York, uh, look me up. I will be there and maybe we can uh, hang out and um, yeah, just wish you the best of everything you're doing. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been such an honor to be on your show and hopefully I'll get some more listeners after this. I'll spread the word. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Talking to Cool People with Jason Frizzell. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and give us a shout out or take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. If something from today's episode piqued your interest and you'd like to connect, email us at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com. We love hearing from our listeners because you're cool people too.